There it goes, deep into center field, way, way back goes Matty Alou, and that ball is in Astro orbit. And the little dynamo, the toy cannon, now has 76 runs batted into the year. What a shot. So I'm going to go pitcher here. I'm between two guys. One guy I think has a slightly better season. The other guy has the advantage of team scarcity and decade scarcity, I think. And I think that I am going to go with 97 Roger Clemens. Now, this is interesting because people think Clemens, they think Yankees, they think Red Sox. I am getting Blue Jays, Roger Clemens. Okay, so you picked it for the team because this isn't my Clemens year. But interesting. Granted, my Clemens my year, you've already used up the Red Sox. You, already, you can't use 86 Clemens because you've already used up the Red Sox. Yeah, I can't use 86 Clemens, although I, I think there's a case to be made that 97 Clemens is the better Clemens. It's got a lower FIP than 86 Clemens. It's got a better ERA plus than 86 Clemens. He's still in a Cy Young. He's not an MVP, but it's, it's also just a product of the era. I think, again, this is steroids era pitcher putting up a 205 ERA, which is insane, right? You're getting a Blue Jay. I like the pick. I'm getting, I'm getting, I mean, if you look at Blue Jays' war seasons, the next highest war season on the Blue Jays is the next Clemens season, and then it's 11 Bautista, which I don't think is going to get drafted here. So I think I'm now going to be the only person to roster a Blue Jay and uh, Angel, perhaps. But I'm totally fine being the only one to do that because uh, I think it helps me out later in the draft when I have more team flexibility. I mean, it's weird, the Clemens pick, because we don't think of him as being a Blue Jay. But I think his best season probably came on the Blue Jays, in my opinion. I mean, you talk about your guys transcending eras. I have two guys who certainly transcend eras because they had dominant seasons in the greatest pitching eras of all time, or the greatest hitting eras of all time. Like, if nothing else, the fact that you got the best Blue Jay makes him a valuable pick. I am going to stick with pitching for right now because I still like my framework batting. I want a new decade, and Jacob is mentioning guys who – can translate era to era, specifically talking about the steroid era. So I'm going to stick in the steroid era. I'm, I'm going to change up the, the handedness of my rotation, and I'm going to sort of get the monopoly on the team for the most part, and I'm going to go with, again, a winner. Um, so I kind of get his postseason – I'm going to take 01 Randy Johnson. Good pick. So, yeah, I don't have a 2000s yet. Uh, Randy Johnson, obviously someone who's 6'10", that can throw that kind of gas for as long as he can and has Mr. Snappy to go with it, uh, can translate through any era. You don't even need numbers, but you're still talking about a 2.49 ERA in 2001. You know, the heart, like the same year that a man in his same division, I don't know if you've heard of him, hit 73 home runs. His FIP was 213 and his ERA was 249. I uh, put up a 188 ERA plus, and you're getting 372 strikeouts, and you're getting a guy that shared World Series MVP. You know, I've got three of the hardest throwers of all time in train feller and randy johnson and randy johnson anchors my pitching staff in the modern era too i'm not just taking because i didn't want to just get stuck using my pitching staff to take all the decade guys randy johnson's deserving and he's a diamond back yeah i agree good pick yeah no getting a diamond back definitely good not a lot 
Not a lot of great one of those. Um, no, I, I mean, that probably takes the Diamondbacks off the board. Yeah. So when I draft an actual fantasy baseball, as we alluded to earlier, I'm a huge fan of trading away my pitching and going straight up for hitting. I'm going to do that right now. And I'm going to take with my swing two triple crown winners. And I'm taking two very popular franchises off the board. One, my favorite one, my least favorite. I am still getting two very good seasons out of 1967 Yastrzemski and 1934. That's a great swing. Great swing. Both won triple crown that year. Um, Gehrig, one of the only position players in the 30s worth drafting. Obviously, you can, there's a lot of pitching in that era, but as for hitting, really just him and Fox, I think. Yeah, and I agree. Now Vic has got an you know, interesting question about what he's going to do in the 30s, although there's some options. He's got um, pitching too. But he's also sitting so pretty in the outfield. I already know who's playing center field for him. Uh, and I think he's going to wait. And wait and wait. He's got to do very well there. Um, but those are two great picks. Great picks. Yeah. That Yaz season is unbelievable, especially given the pressure he was under to kind of replace Ted Williams and how he kind of under was underperforming for such a long time. And then he just broke out. And, had one and I mean, you're getting the best two weeks a player has ever had ever. So if, if this is a full season simulation, you're talking about the pennant race here. I mean, you know, he single-handedly rose the Red Sox to the World Series in, a, in the tightest, in a four-team pennant race. So if you're talking about only competing with three teams here, when it gets down to it, uh, he is going to come through. And then talking about 34 Gehrig, I mean, now th- a little thankfully, both of you guys have picked a Red Sox. Both of you guys have picked a... Yankee. I don't think the Red Sox are as deep as as uh, as you think. No, nah, but there's the pretty are deep. ridiculously deep, and now you can wait forever and whatever. I can wait. Yeah, I can wait forever on my Yankee. Um, I'm good there. Um, yeah, I mean, is there is there any more you guys have on Murphy's pick? I can also wait on first base. There's a lot of first basemen. Yeah, although I will say, for again, another position that was thinner than I thought it would be is first base. I mean, my top two first basemen are off the board, and I really only have one more first baseman that I think is in the same tier. And then I think it's a, a big tier drop. I think there's like a three – there's three first basemen in the top tier. And you obviously can take the last guy in the tier. But first base is thinner than I think we think it is because I think getting a nice, well-rounded first baseman is harder. Or getting a guy who could be a – you know a 10 war player at first base is harder. Obviously you could take 06 Howard or something and get the 58 home runs, but that means Vic is back on the clock. Mm-hmm. I've been laying low, but at some point you've got a strike. I don't want you guys, I don't want you taking these guys for your benches. And I was able to wait on this pick because of, yeah, I know Murphy, because I of I Murphy's team restrictions. Um, but now I don't want the swing to go to Jacob because it'll be in his court. And honestly, if I were Jacob, I don't care about my positions. I'm going to take this guy. Uh, the question is what year 65 Willie Mays. Yeah, that, I think that's the best year you could take. Yeah, I certainly was thinking about taking Willie Mays to play left field for me on my next pick. So I'm going to put him in center, obviously. And I feel good because I, I have held off and held off and held off on the outfield. And now I've maybe got the greatest player of all time. 
Yeah, it's certainly a good pick. I mean, Willie Mays doesn't quite have the seasons other guys have, but he, I mean. But it's Willie Mays. Like, yes. You yeah, can't he was around for having Willie Mays on your team. Vic, I think that was a good pick. That was, and when you were choosing between the years, I think that was the year to choose. Yeah, again, it's splitting hairs. So, like, you can take 54, you can take, um, you can take 64, you can take 63. I got a little older Willie Mays, though he's more or less ageless. I got 34-year-old Willie Mays. I've got a lot of guys right in their primes. And, you know, this is getting a veteran Willie Mays, I think, is big. Um, so when I was taking Roger Clemens, I did feel a little bit bad that I was passing up on this other season, and I was hoping it would swing all the way back around to me. And by some miracle, it has, which makes me think I could have left Clemens too. But yeah. I will be taking 1968 Bob Gibson, one of the greatest seasons ever, by one of the greatest pitchers ever. I mean, he's just a great. I mean, he'll have out with the bat a little bit. This is a this is a crazy season for him. Uh, a World Series. Uh, uh, loss, but but still a crazy season. Uh, the year of the pitcher, obviously. So these numbers taken with a bit of a grain of salt, but a 112 ERA and a 177 FIP with a .853 WHIP. Nothing to scoff at. 11.2 wins above replacement. It is a ridiculous season. He's a Cy Young. He's an MVP at pitcher. He won the Gold Glove. He did it all that year. And I, the fact that he can be my number three starter, I might bump him ahead of Clemens, my number two starter. I just felt like I needed to take Clemens for a couple of reasons, but I feel very good about that. I also feel good about it because the the uh, '60s are a tough era for me, uh, with Mays off the board, Yastrzemski off the board. Um, I knew that you know the '60s were going to be tougher to find. There aren't any more ten WAR hitter seasons I can take from the '60s, so I figured I would snag a pitcher, and I snagged a good one. Oh yeah, I mean. You've got two of the iconic. Notice, I mean, like, obviously, you know, Clemens' season belongs there with the best, but when we're talking about iconic and, like, a season with gravitas, your, your 2000 Pedro and 68 Gibson are, are maybe the top two, but at least, you know, two of the top three, four, five. And in terms of the grain of salt, I mean, like, even – I mean, he's not – it's it, like he shouldn't get blamed for the era that he's playing, and I think he – puts up a crooked number no matter where he is. I agree. I agree. I mean, this is one of those seasons that's so much better than everyone else's season that it's like, it doesn't matter what kind of environment you're playing in. It's kind of like the Joe Bauman year uh, in that it doesn't matter that he was in a crazy offensive environment. His stats were just so much better that you have to give him some sort of credit for the work. I am going to reach into the 1980s and I am going to take Gary Carter's 1982 season. You know, I was debating if you guys waited a lot enough on catchers, scooping him up as my backup catcher, so I get the two best catchers. I, I, you know, it's an interesting conversation. Gary Carter, I think, is one of the better leaders in baseball, so he can kind of be my clubhouse guy. I, this is one of the best seasons by a catcher ever, if not the second best season by a catcher ever, I think, the 72 bench. He was worth 8.6 wins above replacement. He's obviously a great defensive pet catcher, gold gloves, silver slugger, all-star. I mean, it's just a great season for him. There are seasons by catchers that are regarded as better. They've won MVPs and stuff. And this was only a 12th place MVP finish by Gary Carter. But I think if you look at the, you know, kind of the modern analytics and also what he brings to the locker room, I'm very happy to bring Gary Carter into my team. And I think I would have been upset if, if I was unable to snag him. 
Yeah. And, and I think that there are enough pitching options left that I feel comfortable. The guy who I was going to take is my five starter. I feel fairly confident nobody else is going to take. And I found another season that I feel pretty good about sticking in my rotation that I know nobody else can take. So all things considered, I'm pretty happy with my rotation as is. And I don't think I need to rush out and take pitchers right now. So I'll get a catcher. I'll get a rare franchise. I'll check off another decade, although I'm planning on taking another 80s guy at some point. So based on Murphy's picks, I think that there are some things that I can wait on a little bit. You guys have to, we've all been really good about decades. And we've, I think each one of us has picked from a different decade so far. And, you know, I've got some tough decades still on the docket. I've still got the 19 aughts. I've still got the 20s and the 30s. But I've also got, you know, good positions that are sort of boxed in for me to slide in and make my selection. And specifically because we're pulling out ahead of Murphy in terms of the pitchers we're selecting, I kind of want to frustrate him a little bit. And this is also a team I still need. And you guys both know it. I'm taking 85 Doc Gooden. Yeah, I mean, he was certainly one of – I think the thing that it really boiled down to is that there were four pitchers that I had that I thought were pretty replaceable to be my fourth starter. And 85 Doc Gooden was certainly one of them. Crazy season. Oh, yeah. Doc Gooden's the man. I mean, 268 Ks. This is a 20-year-old kid. I had 229 ERA plus. Like, are you kidding? Like, he dropped a 153 ERA Pitched 276. I mean, his FIP was 213, which is a good bit higher than 153, but still a 213 FIP is nothing to fuck with. Cy Young Award, fourth in MVP voting. You don't get the the ring from 86, but still, I, he's, he's an in, insane, insane player. And obviously, the calling card here is 12 war. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy season, and you almost – you just wish you could have kept it going for longer because he's such a great talent. But, uh, and, but the thing is, when I was looking at Dwight Gooden, I was actually, like, really surprised to see that he got 53 war over his career. Well, it helps when you have – It helps when you account for nearly a quarter of that in one season, yes. But you still – like, he stuck around and was productive longer than I figured. I thought he kind of flamed out earlier. That might be just ignorance on my part as a young baseball fan, so I'm sorry, old heads. I think I've done enough over the years to kind of appease you, but I'm sorry I didn't realize that Doc Gooden eclipsed 50 war. Like, yeah, he has a Hall of Fame case that I didn't realize was as solid as it is. But exactly. I you know, I don't, I don't think it's a Hall of Fame case, but I, or a Hall of Fame, you know, resume that I, w- I would say. But it's certainly, but certainly, a- certainly a very uh, compelling uh, Hall of Fame case to be, to be certain. And like Daryl Strawberry got to forty-two WAR. I kind of thought they were in the same ballpark there. Like, yeah. like real what ifs, where like really they could like fifty-three WAR. That's a great leg to stand on. When you're talking about the same case. So, Murphy, are you pissed off at me? Yes, and I think I'm going to get back at you a little bit. Oh, yeah? So, I was thinking about taking Gooden because I need to build my pitching. I was going to take two pitchers. Um, I will still be taking two pitchers. So, Vic is missing a player from the 1930s, and I think one of the prominent pitchers he could have taken is one lefty Grove who will be playing for me. 
1931 athletics version. I cannot take a Red Sox version, so I will stick with the MVP winning 1931 athletics for Lefty Grove. Yeah, I, that's that's the Grove season I would have taken too. But the other thing that does is it allows me to wait on an athletic. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good pick by Murphy. Listen, he has easily the least sexy rotation ever. Yeah, like, I mean, that always I'm not, I'm not immediately clear that I wouldn't take all seven of Vic and Mai's pitchers before I take a single one of Murphy's pitchers. I mean, I love Lefty Grove so much. Um, I think a lot of that is, is kind of the, the sex appeal of them, you know, because they're definitely great seasons and they probably deserve to be as high as they are. But I think if you're just kind of glancing at our rotations and like a thing and you see that I have Pedro and Clemens and Bob Gibson – and, and Murphy is Steve Carlton and Lefty Grove, you're like, what happened to this guy, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's okay, because I've got Bonds and Yaz and Hornsby and Derek, so. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I'm not really sure if this is going to be a good pick or not. I'm just going off of really an individual season. Um, this pitcher isn't one you'd think of for the 1900s, but I do need to get someone from that era. And so I was going to actually get 1908, Ed Walsh. Interesting. We're going 1900s. Now this guy actually can't – well, he could still be taken, but I don't think he's going to be. Christy Mathewson probably should have been taken. Damn it, I picked my giant. Yeah, you took your giant. I think – I think. I mean, I can still take him, and I might. My birthday buddy, Christy Mathewson, by the way. We share a birthday. I mean, Christy Mathewson, you can't really go wrong. 05, he pitched complete games in, like, every World Series game, which is ridiculous. And 08, Mathewson – is also amazing in one of the greatest pitching seasons. I mean, ever. if you're talking about World Series complete games, you got Bob Gibson. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that worried about it. Murphy, you may have gotten a bit of a compiler in that he did it in 464 innings. Oh, yes. But yeah. also he had 40 wins and a 142 ERA. So it's not exactly like um, it's not exactly like you're getting a slouch here. He started 49 games, and he finished 42 of them, which I think is very impressive. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be pitching till his arm falls off for my kind of lackluster rotation. The question is, how is he going to play as perhaps the most prominent spitballer of all time in an era where we do not have spitballs? I think uh, we're going to have to code something in and out of the park where that allows him to throw some sort of spitball. Either that or he's going to get lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I don't have any qualms about this pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take 59, Aaron. Good pick. I I was wondering if I wanted to take an Aaron to play left field for me. 25-year-old Henry Aaron. 39 home runs that year. I mean, 8.6 war, sure, on the low side, but I made some nice war picks. Like, I got a couple really high wars. I'm not that concerned. I mean, you're talking about a 182 OPS plus um, in a good era for hitting. You know, he reached 400 total bases. Uh, His second highest slugging percentage, except this time, you know, he played – uh, many more games than he did in 1971. Um, sorry, not his second highest, his third highest. Um, but still many more games here. Uh, you know, getting into his prime, um, 
123 RBIs. He got 223 hits this year. Like, he batted 355. Like, this was really one of those years that he competed for the Triple Crown. He's a slug 636. I guess I have him in right. We'll see how the rest of my outfield shakes out. I couldn't quite hold on to this one because this is a brave. Both of you guys need braves, even if your outfields are pretty settled. But And I also need a 50s guy. And while there are a lot of guys in the 50s, it's a great era. Um, I'm getting one of the all-time greats when he's 25. Uh, great. Good pick. I will be taking 1976 Joe Morgan. I also get the 70s knocked out. So it's a, it's a good pick across the board. Joe Morgan actually had an 11 war season in 75. I'm going with 76, which is only a 9.6 war season. A lot of the difference in war between 75 and 76 came on the defensive end, but he won a gold glove both seasons. So I'm kind of inclined to believe that maybe the difference in war is a little bit, uh, except it's a little bit bigger than it should be, uh, especially because he, I think he was just better on offense in 76. Uh, he hit seven points worse, but he slugged almost 70 points better. His OPS was over 1,000. He hit 27 home runs as opposed to 17. He still stole over 60 bases. So it's a nice bat to you know put at the top of my lineup. No qualms about hitting him lead off. In fact, he might replace Honus Wagner in the top spot of my lineup. And I think that's one of the better seasons that's gone recently. I feel like I got a bit of a steal, but it was just you know kind of the result of how the draft went. And the next pick I'm going to make is a pick that I am a little bit worried about Murphy stealing. Uh, <laughs> because it's a good pick and it's a position that he needs uh, and it's a decade that he needs. So it's all of those things wrapped into one. I will be taking a 1980 George Brett. Mm, good pick. Good pick. One of the 80, people 80 was quite the year for third baseman with Schmidt and, and Brett that year. Meeting in the World Series and both winning MVP. And yep. I was amazed at this George Brett season. Because I guess in the simulation, you probably still only get, what was it, 117 games out of him? But yeah. oh my goodness, how did he do this in 100? I mean, I guess the 117 games is more conducive to the 390 batting average. But still, 117 games, you win MVP? I mean, it's crazy. He put up almost 10 more in 117 games, which is ridiculous. He had almost 500, he had almost 400. I mean, he very easily could have hit 400 if a few things had gone his way. I think he was um, five hits away. I, I know you took 80 Schmidt, and as a Phillies fan, Schmidt, near and dear to our hearts. I think 80 Brett is actually the best third base season ever. Uh, with I mean, if you're only getting, like, I, like you're only, you are only getting 117. I'm also only getting 0.3 less war. <laughs> Like, I think, I think more per game also has value, right? Because, like, like, you can value the consistency. But I have guys who are consistent. This is, a, this is kind of a, a shorter sample, you know, more per but game. Also, production. you need to be smart drafting a branch because you've got to get a guy that can play third base for 50 games. Yeah, if we're playing a 162-game season, I do. Well, I can slide some guys around. I don't know. But, um, but I feel – I mean, I understand the lack of games. I understand why you might be concerned by that. But no, this, I like – I like that doesn't even. I'd rather me. not even have a guy at third base that much. This that doesn't even concern me that much. It's a fantastic season. I mean, it's it. There is no bones that you can really make about that. He hits three ninety. It's crazy, and I'm lucky that I, I I should have taken him sooner, honestly. But I was just I just didn't know I, Murphy had held off, and the Joe Morgan pick. I like that swing. I shirt up my infield now. Um, I think I have a very strong infield. 
I think I have a case to be made that I have the best third base season ever, the best shortstop season ever. And I probably do not have the best second base season ever. You know, my pitching staff is good. First base, I'm short up. I know exactly who I want. Left field, I'm short up. I know exactly who I want. I got to get a second baseman at some point. So I am going to go with 84 Ryan Sandberg. Best second baseman in the 80s. He put up 8.6 war at this time. I mean, you're talking about a guy that is the best offensive and probably the best defensive second baseman of this era. Could really do everything. You've got a 140 OPS plus this season. I think I lose when we're talking about second baseman, but Sandberg's probably better than a lot of people would give him credit for, especially if we're talking about one year of Ryan Sandberg. If I'm getting 84 Ryan Sandberg, I may lose at second base, but it's not a big loss. I agree. It's a good pick. It's, it's a great pick. I love Ryan Sandberg. Um, he's a fantastic player uh, and my dad's favorite player ever. I think there are other comparable second base seasons. I feel like it's a tad bit of a reach only because even if we had taken Sandberg, you could get a comparable second baseman, you know, fill that spot, but not a bad player. I think so too. I think so too, and I even think that there's a decade pick that I could make. I, I, I don't think that there are many that are really better. I think there are comparable ones, but I am, I am okay telling myself this is the third best second base season. Yeah, I agree. Great pick. So we still need to work on our rotation. I think we're going to take a fan favorite in Gaylord Perry, his 72 season. With really love Indians. cheating, huh? Well, it wasn't cheating for Ed Walsh. (laughs) Very good season. Sub-2 ERA. Um, Another one of those guys that just finishes every single game he starts. Uh, 29 complete games. Five of them of the shutout variety. Um, You know, another bulk pitcher, but he did win the Cy Young, so. Your pitching staff continues to just baffle me. (laughs) It's, it's a fun staff. It's a weird, weird pitching staff. And I'm kind of down for it, and I kind of also think it might suck. It's, I'm unclear. Like, I mean, you're telling me that, like, I think, you know how we have, like, the Babe Ruth, Adam Adovino thing, where, like, Adam Adovino was like, Babe Ruth could hit me. Babe Ruth could not hit Adam Adovino. I think Babe Ruth could hit Gaylord Perry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I doesn't, it wouldn't, like, Babe Ruth probably can't hit many guys from the 70s. I think he could hit Gaylord Perry. Yeah, I mean, he had a sub-one whip that season, so. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Will not be. Although, I think the Indians have a lot more representatives than you two give credit for. I guess I will take an Indian off the board. I mean, and, yeah, they've got fun. I'm, I like, they were, like, middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, they're not, like, a stacked team. I'm not saying that they're, like, Tampa Bay, but, like, yeah. yeah. And so that's the end of round 10. So, yeah, what are your thoughts now? Uh, we've all got, you know... Pretty steady rotations, at least in terms of numbers. Um, like, so Murphy and I have four pitchers. Jacob has three pitchers. In terms of fielders, Murphy is lacking a catcher and a third baseman. I am lacking a first baseman and a left fielder. <coughs> Mickey Mantle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at liberty to disclose. Um, I think we know who he's picking. And Jacob is lacking a a left fielder, and that is it in terms of his fielders. We all don't have a DH. 
and neither of, and none of us have a bullpen or a bench to speak of yet. So what none of us have a manager. And a manager, right. So managers, Jake, I'm going to say managers don't count towards the era, though, because I think that's kind of a cop-out to use your manager. No, managers do count towards the era. You said no, that restrictions here. apply. You no, said no. It. I, Well, I meant restrictions like team restrictions. No, I didn't, no, 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 no. Managers no. count I'm not letting you get away with taking a 1900s manager just for the sake How is that a cop-out? It's definitely a cop-out. The manager is easily the least important position. We all recognize that. Yeah. So? You shouldn't be allowed to hide. You can hide a bad decade guy on your bench. You cannot hide a bad decade guy at manager. Well, I guess it, it comes to a vote. It's three people. Murphy, what do you say? You're the tiger. I agree with Jacob. I'm sorry. You guys are the worst. Yeah, so you have to fill your decades out with the position. Have fun teams, though, teams apply. Teams apply. Teams apply to manager. I can't take the Yankees manager, for example. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Murphy, what do you think of your team? You go first. So I really like my hitting, and my pitching is fun, and I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's either going to be um, a little bit better than expected, or it's going to completely fall apart. And I really don't know what's going to happen. But Garrick, Hornsby, A-Rod, Yaz, Cobb, and Bonds, I think my hitting will be able to more than make up for my lack of pitching, as I usually aim to have on my fantasy team anyways. You know, we've got some all-time great seasons from these guys, especially Bonds and Yaz. Those are two of the best hitting seasons ever, so I'm happy to have those two. And I just really hope that they carry my terrible pitching staff. It's not bad. It's not a bad It's pitch. not even bad. Like, bad. It's just weird. I don't, I don't think they go for legitimate pitchers. You have you're, you're, you, it's like we're insulting you for having a pitching staff of four Hall of Famers. It's just a weird pitching staff. It's it's also not sexy. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's not even doesn't even have sexy colors. <laughs> Our spreadsheet. I mean, I I really like my pitching staff. Like I've got some of the hardest throwers of all time. I've got guys that translate eras. One thing is the '80s are like my least favorite era of baseball. Cocaine, that's cool, sure, but, like, I'm not a big, like, it's, like, a lot of stolen bases. We don't see a 50-home run season for that entire decade. You know, obviously the Phillies did awesome, and I love those, like, those Phillies teams. But in general, the 80s, I mean, you're talking about, like, indoor AstroTurf, cookie-cutter stadiums, you know, a lot of football, baseball stadiums. You're talking about, like, the uniforms that have that weird waistband that really made fat players look bad or really made anyone with a belly look awful. And I think that's kind of why all the best players were those, like, thin, wiry, stolen base guys, just because they, the, the uniforms were more flattering. But I happen to have three guys from the 80s on my team. Yeah, I've got two. I, I shit on the 80s as well. I have made a critical error in my team. Well, I have been at 12 Mike Trout, and I have been thinking he played in the 1910s. <laughs> I just realized I don't have that decade. Yeah, but you have. I've got plenty of options. I just I built my entire draft strategy around not needing to draft someone from that time period. I mean, like, I don't, I literally, like, I've been, like, blogging about the 1900s. I don't have anyone from the 1900s. And. Like, I don't have the teams available for the 1900s. I don't have players available for the 1900s. It's tough. It's, it's really tough. I might have to take a real 
a real schmendrick. My team's in a good spot right now. I'm gonna make the next pick I make is gonna surprise some people, I think. But I have to reshape my strategy because I screwed up this trout thing. I feel pretty confident that I can find a guy. Who's